Hey y'all, welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and sometimes contradicting thoughts of a Black millennial. I'm your host, Allie B, and I'm really grateful you're here with me for another episode. If this is your first time with me, a special welcome to you and a special thank you to you, and I hope you stick around. Uh, By the time this episode comes out, I'll just be getting back from celebrating my um, 32nd birthday. So I wanted to take this time to give some birthday reflections and share with y'all the lessons I've learned over the last year. So let's unpack it. Lesson one, and it's more of a reminder, but it's going to be a lesson today. And that is God is gentle and does not delight in seeing God's children suffer. Due to all of the transitions that I've experienced in the last two years, um, I found myself in a place of kind of having an attitude with God, Um, not kind of straight up being resentful because all those transitions were a result of me saying yes to God, following the Lord, being obedient, doing what I believe Holy Spirit was leading me to do. Um, And in that, a lot of other stuff came with it. Um, Life just being life, you know, and and some other things. And I found myself um, hurt, heartbroken, disappointed. And at some point over the last year, really it was earlier um, at the beginning of this year, um, Holy Spirit just gently reminded me of the character of God um, and that he's a good father. Like Abba is good and doesn't delight in seeing his children in pain. I don't want to ascribe gender to God, but y'all get me. Um, God doesn't delight in seeing his children, you know, um, in pain and he had to remind me that it wasn't him, you know, uh, inflicting pain upon me or, you know, inflicting suffering upon me. Well, he used his suffering for sure, but it wasn't like he was handing out trials and tribulations, you know, because he just wanted to. So, um, yeah, that was a, a, a pretty major one for me over the last year is, is being reminded of how gentle God is, how good God is and that, um, he's never punishing me. He's never punishing any of us. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's one of the lessons that was more of a reminder, but I'm taking it as a lesson for the year. Uh, lesson two, I am never stuck and I always have options. And that's a piggyback on what I was just saying. Um, Because of the disappointment and all the things that I've experienced over the last couple of years, I found myself feeling so stuck and feeling like I cannot move. I'm being suffocated by my circumstances and yada, 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 you know. And um, it was really, really, really liberating to come into the awareness of 
like the truth, which is I'm not stuck. Like at any given moment, I have multiple options. At any given moment, I can change courses. I can change paths. I can change everything around me if I wanted to. At any given moment, like I have options. I I am in control of my decision-making. Am I in control of life and what happens to me? Absolutely not, right? Absolutely not. I have limited control. However, when it comes to the to the decisions that I make, when it comes to how I govern my own life, that's on me. Um, and I have options. What I choose to do, that's that's on me. But I can do I can do what what I want to do. So I'm not stuck. Um, very liberating. Um, lesson three of lesson three. Sometimes what we're experiencing. Um, is not spiritual warfare. Sometimes what we are experiencing is a medical condition um, <laughs> that needs to be checked out by somebody. Um, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know I'm churchy. You know I grew up in the church. I grew up in a costal, and you know that I was taught that everything is spiritual. If something good is happening in your life, it's the Lord. If something bad is happening, it's the devil down to parking spots, down to, I mean, just everything, right? Like everything is, if it's going bad, if you late to work, it's the enemy. And it's like, no, I mean, it could be other things, right? So um, I found myself uh, giving the enemy way too much credit. <laughs> um, last, last, part of last, well, yeah, part of last year and um, the majority of this year, I was experiencing like really, really bad headaches every single day, waking up with them, going to bed with them, pounding headaches. And I attributed it to my job, my very stressful job at that time. I told you about that stupid case management job. And um, I was, you know, just in a very high pressure, high stress situation. And I believed it to be the devil attacking me, you know, because here I am trying to obey the Lord and yada, 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 and do the right thing and follow, follow Jesus and say yes and live out of yes, Lord. And the enemy is just coming, coming for me, right? Like I'm doing the right thing and the enemy is, is doing this, right? Um, and it was many things happening. And but these headaches, was it was one physical manifestation of what I was experiencing at the time, right? So I'm just like, oh, it's the devil. One day my mom is, she, she's like, um, do you need glasses? And I'm like, mm -mm, I've, I've never had any issues with my sight. No, thank you. Um, I appreciate your concern, but you can, you know, keep praying that the devil, you know what I'm saying, back up because we got the victory and he ain't going to win. Um, so that was that. I kind of just brushed it off because I've literally never had any issues with my sight. Um, fast forward a few months and my cousin is in town and we're catching up and, you know, I mentioned these daily headaches and how stressful it's been to wake up with a pounding headache and to go to bed with one is just, oh man, the worst. And he asks me, he says, you're in front of a computer all day, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, and then you go home and work on your own stuff, your podcast, your content to create. So you're on your phone all night, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. So basically all day long, you have a device in front of you. Your eyes are being strained. You probably need glasses. And that's probably where your headaches are stemming from. And I was like, you know, mama did. <laughs> mama did mention. <laughs> mama did mention that. <laughs> 
So I go get checked out. Y'all tell me what this doctor gonna tell me that I got slight astigmatism. <laughs> so now I wear glasses. What? What in the world? I've I thought my vision was fine until I put on them glasses. And I was like, oh my God, I've never seen trees so beautiful in my life. <laughs> Y'all, I don't know why I'm this way. Like, <laughs> I was over here blaming the devil, and I just really I needed glasses. <laughs> Needless to say, um, the headaches have significantly reduced. Um, granted, I'm still in front of a computer all day, so, you know, if I don't have all my prescription glasses, I've got all my blue light filter glasses. Um, but yeah, child, it don't be the devil all the time. So, yeah. Second, not second guess, but uh, reevaluate what you're calling spiritual warfare. It might just be you are sick in your body and you need some medical attention. It might be, you know, like something that has a quick fix, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's not always warfare, child. We're not always fighting. We we are not. We should not always be in battle. I don't want to go down that path. But saints and friends, if you're always in battle, Something's wrong. <laughs> Something is wrong. <laughs> At some point, someone has to win and or lose the battle. I mean, we can't just, there's, there, okay, I digress. Lesson four. <laughs> Lesson four is, um, yeah, I've, th it, this is a sad one. I've learned that people have um, varied definitions of loyalty. I've learned that Terry from Soul Food was right. The family. <laughs> Bleep the family. <laughs> like even people who share your last name or, you know, have your same biological makeup. They're not always loyal. Um, and and I won't even say they're not always loyal, but like I said in the beginning, we a lot of us have different definitions of loyalty. So I'm learning to be on the same page about what our definitions are when I'm entering into friendships or connections, relationships. Let's make sure that we have the same definition of loyalty because I'm learning and I'm seeing and observing that niggas don't be loyal. <laughs> we'll say they're loyal. I mean, we'll say it and, and I just feel like, but I just be peeping and watching and listening and I'd be like, whoa, like, yo, people are, people are something else. <laughs> people are something else. So yeah, that's, that's, that was kind of sad, a sad lesson to learn this year because, you know, I, I'm a Libra, I'm a lover. I want everyone to get along. You know, why can't we just all get along, do the right thing? I'm all about justice and righteousness and not in like a, a, a selfish a self-righteous or like um churchy way but like legit like why can't we just all be good people you know just do the right thing be ethical um and it's just not the case so that's been a bummer to to really like settle like people do not be loyal and it sucks too because it's just like I don't want to be worrying about like you know looking over my shoulder or who can I trust or who can't I and but it's it's life right it's life so y'all be careful out there. <laughs> um, lesson five I think yes lesson five nothing nothing no thing 
is worth my sanity. No job, no assignment, no paycheck, no nothing is worth my sanity. It's, it's just not worth it. Like, I'm, I, yeah, I'm going to protect my peace. That's period, point blank. And yeah, just things just be real simple, you know, like I, I don't know. We, I, I, we, I personally have overcomplicated so many things in life about life. And the older I get, the more I learn that this can be simple. Like I can control what I can control. I cannot control what I cannot control. And if it is driving me insane, I can disconnect. <laughs> like, so yeah, nothing is worth my sanity. Um, lesson six, <laughs> lesson six, no matter how much inner work I have done, um, there's always more to do. And that is humbling um, and sometimes flat out discouraging. But um, it's a, another reminder that there is no there, um, that the journey is the destination. The journey is the goal. So, yeah, um, I'll get to these, you know, places where I think, OK, I'm still working on stuff. But that piece of it, I've got that down pat. And then something will happen and I'm like, oh, snap, that's coming up again. Sheesh. Um, but, you know, it's like we just we just stay on the journey and we keep committing and recommitting to becoming better. And that's all we can do. Um, lesson seven. <laughs> A man can call me every single day and can tell me how beautiful and amazing he thinks I look and have all the amazing conversations and take me on the most unforgettable dates and answer all my hard questions and check off all the boxes and still not want me. And it ain't nothing I can do about it. <laughs> That's the lesson, child. <laughs> Oh man. Um lesson 8. The only way I will ever experience the love, passion and intimacy I desire is to risk getting my heart broken. There is absolutely no other path to trust, to connection, to intimacy without vulnerability. I I can't get to those spaces, those places with anybody um without risking it all. And that is so terrifying. It is so terrifying and I try to inch my way like I um I haven't been in a relationship a, a committed relationship in I don't know how many years at this point. 4 Four years, five years. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. It's been five years since I was, you know, last in a committed relationship. And over the span of those five years, you know, I've dated, I've tried to date, I've casually dated, did some exclusive dating, whatever. I've, I've dated, right? And I would just try to inch my way into what I desire. And it's like, sis, it don't work like that. Like, if you gonna be out here, like, and you, you know, find someone who you believe is 
worth that risk. You got to d- deep dive, sis. Go up, go up, go out in there. Like, and maybe you will get yard broken into pieces again, but maybe you won't. And maybe it will be amazing, you know, um, either way, you ain't going to find out until you risk it all. And that, yeah, I just, I just figured there was a way around it. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, child, but, and maybe I just didn't realize how guarded I was until this year, until this past year. Maybe I didn't realize how deeply, deeply, deeply afraid I am of ever being heartbroken again. Um, But, um, and I guess lesson 8A is, or 8.1 is, even if I do experience heartbreak again, I serve a God who is going to protect me and rebuild me. And I also am strong enough to handle that because I handled the last one that I thought would destroy me and I'm still standing with it. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, there's just no way to get these things that we want, these valuable things that we want without some level of risk and some um, level of like real investment. So yeah, child. So there's that. Lesson nine. <laughs> I don't know why I'm tickled, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like, well, sis, what you gonna do? Shaw, <laughs> cause the way I be like running at the slightest hint of trouble, like, mm-mm. and I thought that was me being like, you know, a, a strong, independent woman. And really, it's me just being a scaredy cat. Like, I'm afraid. (laughs) I'm afraid you will hurt and harm me and bring me pain. So, no. Um, But, yeah, y'all. Anyways, pray my strength. (laughs) Lesson, I don't even know what number I'm on. I don't know. The next lesson I learned over the last year is um, international travel can be just as cost effective and sometimes even less expensive than domestic travel. That was that that was a cool lesson to learn. Um, I went on my first international trip, went to Mexico, and it was much cheaper than the the majority or a lot of the trips I've taken over the years domestically. So that was a very cool lesson to learn. Um, I learned some travel hacks on that trip too that maybe I'll share a little a little later. The biggest lesson that I've learned over the last over the last year, um, the biggest lesson year 32 taught me, um, I just turned 32, but I have just lived year 32. Does that make sense? Like I turned 32 because I've completed 32 years. So the biggest lesson that year 32 taught me was I am free to do what I want to do. Um, and that being what I want to do, that's more important than what I believe I should want to do based on cultural expectations, based on family pressure, based on you name it. Um, yeah, and, and I've learned quite a bit about quite a bit about myself over this past year. And one of the, those things is like, 
I, I learned that I'm much more liberal than I've allowed myself to lean into. I typically like I'm I'm, cons- I'm conservative in a lot of areas. I'm pretty just I'm pretty moderate, right? I'm pretty balanced. I'm a Libra, right? I'm I'm pretty balanced. I'm all about this and that. That's what this show is about, right? Like it's all about the this and that. So yeah, I, I've considered myself to be pretty moderate in just about all things. But this last year, I learned like no, I am not extremely liberal, but I I am really liberal. Um, much more liberal than I've allowed myself to, to lean into. Um, so lately what I've been asking myself is what would I do? What would I say? What would I believe if I wasn't afraid of being judged? And, and answering those questions just to myself, I have been a bit surprised at the true answers that it's not, you know, what I initially believed was true about me. Um, so I'm now leaning into that first. What is the true desire, the, the core, like the core desire? Um, if I, you know, take away the judgment or perceived judgment or whatever, right? Shame, um, all the all the extra layers, but take all that away. What do I want? Um, I'll answer that first now, and then I adjust according to my core values, according to my standards, according to my beliefs, right? Versus, you know, um, bending to and accommodating for other people's values and other people's beliefs. Um, It's my own, right? And I get to even question those core beliefs and core values and those standards. And it's, you know, asking myself the hard questions about, well, why is that your core belief? And why is that your core value? And where does that come from? And where is it? Yeah, all those things, right? So um, it's been pretty interesting to explore myself in that way. Um, because I I just thought I was much more conservative than I am and I'm not. Um, so yeah, that's been a big one is that I... I I'm free to do what I want to do. And I'm also free to be held accountable to those decisions, right? Like, I'm not out here saying that you're like, oh, I can just go slap somebody because I want to slap somebody. Like, no, align. I'm going to align it with my values, right? And of course, be accountable to that action, right? Like, I know that you just can't do that. So, um, yeah, it was just surprising to me. Like, huh, okay, okay, okay. I, I like, I like that. I like you. You, you kind of cool. Okay. Okay, sis. Okay. So yeah, I, I can, I, I can, I'm, I'm free to, to do as I please. So yeah, those are some major takeaways from year 32. Um, and I'm excited to see what year 33 has for me. Um, and to, Continue growing, continue evolving, continue learning, continue unlearning. Um, and yeah, I, I'm i excited. I'm excited for this new year. I, I really am. So happy birthday to me. Libra gang, ow, ow, throw up, throw up sign, Libra signs. What, what? <laughs> um... If you're watching this on YouTube, I would love for you to drop in the comments um, some lessons you've learned since your last birthday. Um, And if not that, just tell me like your favorite birthday story. Like where did you go? What did you do? Who were you with? Like share with me some of your birthday stuff. I would love that. 
Um, so yeah, those are my lessons. So let's get to this next segment. It's the new segment of Shades of Brown, which is Shades of Dating. <laughs> this segment is where me and my guests will uh, share dating stories that further verify the dating pool has piss in it. <laughs> so this story, Lord Jesus, it's funny. Now, it was not funny then, y'all, but this story is... <laughs> Why am I so tickled? Okay, maybe it's a defense mechanism. I don't know. But this story will be about <laughs> the time I found out that I was a shy, I was a side chick. So I was dating a guy in college and um he was so unassuming, like I even had to be talked into dating him because he was just so opposite of, you know, my type, my preference, um, the kind of guy I would go for. Um, he was corny, though, and I got a thing for corny dudes. I got a thing for corny dudes. I really, really do. So he got me. Um, and I just I said that part about him because I no one would have ever thought this guy would cheat on anyone. Um so I certainly wasn't thinking, you know, he, he would cheat on me. Um, and nothing, nothing pointed to that, you know, from, from, from what I can, from what I could see. So, um, well, anyways, child, he cheated. Okay. <laughs> well, what I, okay, let me, let me slow down with this story. So, Talk, date, date, I was dating this guy and we were in college and it was an off and on relationship. It was one of those toxic, you know, situations. And um, there's this one period of time where we were back on. <laughs> okay, we were together. Or at least I thought, the child, I, I thought. But this this time, though, things were a bit different. Things were shifting for him personally, um, as well as for me. So, like, we weren't going on as many dates. He was going out of town more often because of some training he was doing. So I would typically spend time with him between Thursday and Sunday. Um, that was the time he had available then. So cool. He'd get back in town on Thursdays. I would meet him at his apartment. It was like a, a, it was a, a, a rhythm we had. The minute he got in town... I was there and we watched Grey's Anatomy together, have dinner, yada, yada. And he lived with his um, best friend at the time and they were roommates, right? So um, this particular Thursday night, <laughs> child, this particular Thursday night, you know, for me, it's no different. He's back in town and I'm going to pull up so we can, you know, have some quality time. So um, this night we we go to his room, we're, we're kicking it just kicking it really like just kicking it and um <laughs> um I don't I don't even yeah we're hanging out and I'm I'm lying on his bed like I, I forget like I don't know but I was I could like 
I was kind of tilted up, like I guess maybe a pillow was behind me or something, but I was kind of tilted up to where I could like, if someone were to come in, I could see, you know? Um, so I'm just lying there, just kicking it, feet up, chilling, talking to him. And I'm not sure where he's at, you know, in the room, but um, in comes a woman, like in his room, not in the apartment, like in his room. So whoever this was had to like, she had to have access into the apartment <laughs> to get to the room. <laughs> and his roommate was there, but I didn't hear uh, no one like knock on the door. I didn't hear the friend, the roommate go open the door. Like this person just appears in the room and she's standing in the doorway and she looks at me and I look at her <laughs> and I'm, then I look at him like, who this? <laughs> and she said, I forget, I don't want to like make up words, but she said something like, I knew it. And she storms out. And it's so, so much is happening in so little time. Like, oh my God, like all the things. And then all of the signs and all of the clues all come rushing back to me, right? Because I remember there was a card on his dresser that was written by a woman. Um, it was friendly, a friendly card, but it was just a little bit too friendly. It was like, you know, we're, we're so thankful that you're in our life. It was just a little bit too friendly for me, right? So I remember asking him about that, about that card. First of all, why you still got the card? Because who keeps cards? You don't. <laughs> so... I remember him asking me, I remember asking him about that card and he, you know, explained it away or whatever. And because of who I was at the time, well, right, whatever. Because I was never the jealous type and I, I'm still not the jealous type. Um, I should be a bit more cautious though, because <laughs> that was a telltale sign. Like, girl, this man got a card sitting on his dresser written and signed by another woman. This girl. And there were some other clues too. Um, so yeah, uh, she storms out. So then I, and he like, you know, gets up and walks after her. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. So I get him, I'm like, hey, 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 who, who, who is she, right? So I keep questioning him until he finally tells me. And I say, is that your girlfriend? He's like, he finally says yes. And I'm like, wait, so, <laughs> so does that make me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this thing is tickling me on tonight. Whoo. Okay. So yes, y'all. That's in that moment I learned. So I'm the side chick. How did that, how did that happen? <laughs> like we had been dating for like a couple of years. Like plural so yeah that was that and um so I got of course upset and um I was just like freaking out because his roommate was there but also his roommate's friend or girlfriend I'm not sure who she was but she was there too so I'm feeling embarrassed shamed like all the emotions at once right so I'm like crying and I storm out and I say bye to him to the roommate because he was cool with me you know what I'm saying I had no problems with him and I'm like whatever I'm out so I leave drive up you know uh University Boulevard in Huntsville Alabama to my apartment I get home I was livid 
Um, and like uh, maybe like five minutes after I get home, his roommate, <laughs> this is where it gets messy. His roommate texts me something like, you know, sorry, you know, sorry, Britt, you know, for what just happened. But the girl, she's back. So if you need to, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what dude you need to do. She's back. I'm just letting you know. You ain't got to tell him I let you know. I'm just, I just feel bad. Just want to look out for you. She here. So I was like, bet I'm pulling back up because, because I need answers. Okay. I need answers. Cause like we done, but I need to understand some things because yeah, what's not going to happen is she thinking I'm the side chick. Cause that's not, <laughs> we not, I'm not settling for that story. I'm not settling for that narrative. I'm going to leave with some dignity. <laughs> so I go back to his apart to their apartment and um, his roommate had told me like what kind of car she drives. So I'm like, all right, I see the car when I pull up and I park right behind the car. So she cannot back out and he can't go nowhere. They stuck. Ain't nobody leaving until I get my answers. So I park behind her car and they were in the car. They both were in the car. And I'm like, okay, I get what's happening. He's lying to her. He's telling her whatever, whatever. And she falling for that crap. So I go on the passenger side, knock on the window. He looking at me like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would love to talk to y'all. I would just, at this point, I've calmed down. I'm not crying no more. I'm not, you know, screaming no more. I'm calm. I just need answers. So they both get out of the car and now I am in a situation where it is two women, one man outside of this apartment complex and she's yelling at him. She going off. And I had a moment where it was almost out of body. Like, is this my life? Am I the good girl in this situation where I'm outside and people are probably looking at us because we are out here. I done pulled up behind her car. I done blocked her in. She going off on him. He. It was just, I was like, this is really ghetto. <laughs> this was a mess. Um. So, yeah, child, long story short, of course, you know, he lied and... She she was like, you didn't how you didn't know how you know he had a girlfriend? You didn't see my clothes in there? You didn't see my son's toys in there? And I was like, your son's toys? Those not the roommate's son's toys? Cause his roommate has had a son. I'm like, I'm thinking it's the roommate's son. And I know the roommate's son. You know, so I'm like, they're they you know, they son's those toys. I'm not thinking, child, apparently this man was taking care of her, taking care of her son. Her laundry was over there. I'm like, what? She was driving his car when he was out of town, um, which is really bold because he had a very, like, noticeable car. Like, it's not like he was driving a, I don't know, like some black sedan. Like, it was a very noticeable car. So the, the Negro was bold, okay? The ninja was bold, um, and I was like, so this is why we ain't been going on as many dates. This is why we not doing what, what, you know, whoop, 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 because you out here taking care of her and telling me like, oh, you know, I'm just anyways, child, he was living a double life. And I found out that I was a side chick and I was like, uh, uh-uh. that don't sit right with me. If I'm going to be anything, I'm going to be the main one. <laughs> 
Either way, child. I mean, we both got cheated on, child. Um, so, yes, that was that was the time that I found out that I was a side chick. All right. <laughs> Next segment, brownie points. <laughs> I am so tickled. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, brownie points. This is a segment where we give ourselves kudos for something that we are proud of. It could be a small victory. It could be a major victory. Um, whatever it is, take this moment to um, love on yourself. This week, I am giving myself brownie points for... Um, Sticking to the plan. Um, when um, certain things happen, it kind of like knocks me off my square. And when things like that happen, I tend to be impulsive and make rash decisions that could have um, long lasting implications and consequences. Um, and here recently, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm going to just, you know, do this and do that. After thinking like, no, sis, what's the long-term goal here? Like you have financial goals. You have very specific goals that you want to accomplish in a very specific timeline. So in order to do that, you need to do certain other things. You can't get off schedule. You can't get off track. So my brownie points is for not, is, so I'm, so, so I'm giving myself brownie points for not making an impulsive decision where I wanted to do something that would have given me some sort of relief, ease, and pleasure. Um, but I chose delayed gratification. That's how I can sum it up. I be so long-winded. I am giving myself brownie points for choosing delayed gratification. Yes. There it is. What are you giving yourself brownie points for? <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, drop it in the comments. I'm giving myself brownie points um, for fill in the blank. Well, that's all I have for you. Um, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Shades of Brown Podcast. And of course, you can subscribe right here on YouTube if you're listening on YouTube. Um, if you'd like to buy some podcast merch, please visit everythingalleyb.myspreadshop.com or just click the link in my bio on social media. If you would like to support the podcast in ways that do not cost you money, there are multiple options for you. You can subscribe to my mailing list by clicking on the link in my bio. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Everything Alley B. You can leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That would be greatly appreciated. And of course, you can share this podcast with your community. Share it to your stories. Share it to your social media. Share it to your TikTok. Share it to wherever. Share it in your group chats. Share it over dinner with friends. Like just share, 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 share. Sharing is caring. And if you want to start a podcast, um, you have the topics you want to cover, you know what kind of conversations you want, but you're just having a, a hard time with logistics and a hard time with figuring out all the back end stuff um, and all the administrative stuff. I would love to help you. If that's you, just click the link in my click the link in my bio and schedule your free consultation. 
Again, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Shades of Brown. And thank you for your overall support of this podcast. I greatly thank and appreciate you. And as always, I'd like to leave you with this. Be well, love well, and be loved well. That is my prayer for you because I believe you deserve that. So until next time, bye.